I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes podcast from PRX. In the last couple of episodes, I featured electronic icons who we've lost, Vangelis and Klaus Schulze. Today, I've got one of their music children. Michael Whelan has been making electronic music for the last three decades or so. His latest album is an homage to his influences, and those include Klaus and Vangelis, as well as Tangerine Dream. Hearing it for the first time changed my life. I mean, the first time I remember hearing Tangerine Dream was seeing Risky Business and seeing Tom Cruise and Rebecca de Mornay on that L train and they're getting it on and they're doing their thing. And there's that Tangerine Dream track. And I'm like, what is that? Michael Whalen, I've got him talking about his May CD of the month, Imaginary Trains. It's at the next stop on the Echoes podcast. Before we get to that, I want to tell you about Echoes Online. You know, you're probably going to be traveling somewhere this summer where you can't hear Echoes, but you could take the perfect travel soundtrack with you by getting a subscription to Echoes Online. Echoes Online gives you 24-7 on-demand access to Echoes shows. There's also exclusive online-only streams and Echoes shows without the talking. In other words, no me, just the music. Just get the free Echoes app on your cell phone and you can take Echoes with you pretty much anywhere you can get a signal. Whether you're lying on the beach in the Caribbean, bombing down an interstate in the Midwest, or moving through the ancient sites of Europe, Echoes can score your journey. Go to echoes.org to find out about Echoes Online. And now, Michael Whalen. We've been losing a lot of electronic icons lately, including Klaus Schulze and Vangelis in the first half of 2022. But these musicians have left musical children, among them Michael Whalen. Whalen has been making electronic music for a long time in film and TV commercials. He released his first solo electronic album, Night Scenes, in 1996. Now he has a new recording, Imaginary Trains. It's a direct homage to his European electronic influences. I'm speaking to Michael Whalen on the Riverside FM app from his home studio in the Bronx, New York. He looks like someone who spends a lot of time in that studio. He's a pale, hefty man in his mid-fifties, balding, wearing wire-rimmed glasses and a t-shirt. He's surrounded by synthesizers, which he starts to take off. So what you can't see over here is my Mini Moog reissue. And then I have a Waldorf vocoder. Then I have a Prophet 5 reissue. And then down here is a Yamaha VL1 and then over my shoulder is a pretty new synthesizer, the Sequential Pro 3, which is... Uh, he goes on for a while, also extolling the virtues the and Yamaha backstory DX1. of each piece of gear until he gets to the end. Yeah, that's the rim right now. And those are just the synthesizers. Then there's the multiple computers, mixing console, outboard gear, etc. That establishes that Michael Whalen is a well-equipped electronic musician, and that is why his reputation as a producer of sweet, sentimental solo piano albums haunts him. So I have been associated as a pianist for a long time 
And I cannot tell you how aggravating I have found this. So like My Secret Heart was lovely and that was 2004 and that was a long time ago and that bus has left the station. I don't want to be a pianist. I've never thought I was a pianist. I was always a composer who played piano as like the most expedient way of getting my melodies down. So do I like romantic music? Sure, I guess. But I much rather create an environment for something. And I think what I've done over the last certainly since 2019, since I did Cupid Blindfolded, I think that was my last piano record. I think I really shut the door on that as like my last piano thing. The truth is that Michael Whalen has been an electronic artist for most of his life. He spent a lot of that time in the commercial advertising and film soundtrack worlds among his clients, BMW, Lexus, Apple, Pepsi, Diet Coke, McDonald's, Nike, and more. He's also an Emmy Award winning composer and music supervisor, having created theme songs, scores, and more for television shows that include The Oprah Winfrey Show, Inside Edition, Good Morning America, Nova, and As the World Turns. He released his first non-soundtrack solo album, Night Scenes, music for the evening, back in 1996. Michael Whalen has released three electronic-based recordings over the last three years, his latest being Imaginary Trains. The title gives away one of its main influences. That would be Tangerine Dream and their composition Love on a Real Train. That's from the film Risky Business. But there's more than just a title that they share. Yeah, I think the big influence on this album is Tangerine Dream. I mean, Tangerine Dream, hearing it for the first time, changed my life. I mean, the first time I remember hearing Tangerine Dream was seeing Risky Business and seeing Tom Cruise and Rebecca De Mornay on that L train and they're getting it on and they're doing their thing. And there's that Tangerine Dream track. And I'm like, what is that? And that just set a forest fire in me to like learn more about this music. And I became a total Tangerine Dream head. This is Tangerine Dreams Love on a Real Train. The title track to Imaginary Trains sounds like an intentional homage. Sort of. I mean, I think the, the percolating, you know, arpeggiator and roads and all that thing, I will grant you that. I think it was semi-conscious.
Tangerine Dream is not the only influence on this album, even this track. The melody and where things go and how harmonically it shifts is definitely not Tangerine Dream. I think that's definitely more like in the Vangelis sort of zone. But the combination of having the Vangelis influence and having the Tangerine Dream influence, even people like John Barry who's a huge influence on my music, especially when I do orchestral music, and those long, arcing, romantic melodies that I love so much. The combination of those three elements are on full display on this album because I think I like writing simple melodies because I think it gives more space for things. And I like having very sort of involved textures, which I think is both Tangerine Dream and Vangelis. So, uh, yeah, you got me. <laughs> Vangelis also comes in on the lead sound that Whalen uses throughout the recording. Very much so. So I created the sound on the Minimoog, and I loved it so much that it actually shows up on all 11 tracks on the album. And so it was funny because I was writing these melodies, and the melody sound sometimes is fighting what I wanted to do so it just made me simplify and I'm like simplify is better simplify is good so I went with what the instrument wanted to do not like what my fingers wanted to do and I think in the end I'm actually really really happy that it was simpler and that there is more space Coincidentally, this interview with Michael Whalen got pushed back in the schedule due to the death of Vangelis on May 17th, and the interview itself almost got postponed about a month earlier when the news of Klaus Schultz's passing occurred. That's how we started the interview, lamenting Klaus's death. Whalen claimed Schultz has another of his Eurosynth influences. It's hard to kind of quantify the effect that Klaus Schultz had on me. Two things always, always, and today I've been listening to Klaus all day, occur. Number one is the textures. I just love the textural world that he created. Just so, so great. And I don't think he ever forgot that he was a drummer. Because when you listen to his music, it's always about the rhythm. It's always about the syncopation. It's always about the polyrhythm. It's always about the slap delay that does the thing that's bouncing around and doing the thing. And you could hear it even on, on my new album. Although there is a wealth of synthesizers on the album, many of the sounds are based on vocals. On the song Vox Humana, that's pretty obvious. It's a technique that goes back to the earliest days of sampling and most notably to Jean-Michel Jarre's 1984 album, Zulek. 
which is an album that I really, really like. And the voice sounds are all over this album. I love using voice samples. I love processing voice. I think that comes from, you know, sort of an early love of Steve Reich and a few other people. But yeah, Jean-Michel is definitely big on this record in a way that I don't think he's ever been in my music before. The voice sampling is used all over the Imaginary Trains album, although usually to subtle effect. He does a lot of it with a vocoder, a device that processes the human voice. It's frequently used for robot voices, but can be deployed to more nuanced effect, which Whalen does. I do a lot of stuff where I will do single notes. But, but, the, the, like little, like little syllables of things. La, blah, blah, boo. It won't be a tone. I won't be in D major. I'll literally just be like doing percussive tones. And then on the vocoder, I'll be doing different chords. And harmonically, they may be completely far away from themselves. I might be do like a D major, and then all of a sudden they'll do like a, a you know F sharp major, and I'll do something. So they won't be necessarily anything that's like a musical thing. I'm just trying to find a texture. What I'll do is I'll just do single things, and then I'll micro edit and I'll make rhythms out of it. So very often, what I might do is I'll create something where I really, really like the rhythmic pattern but it may just be like raw voice and then I'll bust it out of the computer and back into the vocoder again. Michael Whalen has had a lot of fun with this album, even taped a live session at EMIAP, the Electronic Education and Preservation Project, drawing on their museum of keyboards that includes Keith Emerson's Moog Modular Synthesizer. Although he's not giving up on his software synthesizers, it was fun to focus on synths that actually had to be physically manipulated. Yeah, I think the random factor tends to come from the analog stuff. So most of the hardware I have in my studio is either analog or it's like older FM or I, you know, I have a Yamaha virtual acoustic synthesizer. So the analog thing, there is an X factor with it, which is just wonderful. Like I was saying, like the plugins are predictable in almost sort of a boring kind of way. There's a few plugins that I really love and they really they have a way of kind of inspiring some things, but that's why I like this intersection between the hardware and the computer stuff. Whalen's latest album is Imaginary Trains. It's out on Six Degrees Records. I will have a link to Michael Whalen's Imaginary Trains in the posting for this podcast at echoes.org. You can also read my review of that album there. It was the Echoes CD of the Month in May. 
Every month, we pick out our favorite album and send it to members of the Echoes CD of the Month Club. This is a select group of Echoes supporters who still want the pristine sound and physical copy of new music. You can join them in getting a great CD every month and helping to support Echoes. Go to echoes.org and click on the store tab. That's echoes.org. And uh, just to entice you a little more, Next month's pick is going to be a double CD. It's by David Helpling, and it's his latest album called In. So go to echoes.org, find out more about the Echoes CD of the Month Club. I'm John DiLiberto. This has been the Echoes Podcast from PRX. See you next time, tonight, on the radio, somewhere in the country, or at Echoes Online right now, or whenever you want.